Hey, welcome to the C3 Church Victory Podcast. We pray this message will inspire you and activate your faith. Thanks for joining us. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I feel like God's been talking to me for four years on this subject and I feel like now He's starting to say, Darren, talk about it. So really, um, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, we're, we're in like a series that's not a series right now. It's just kind of like open slather. I love that. That's dangerous, Pastor Nate, but I also love it in the, in the dangerous kind of way. It's really good. Two weeks ago, Pastor Jez, she preached on uh, bitterness, bitterness and healing. Uh, who got some like serious, you don't have to put up your hand, but who got like some serious healing going on as of last, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And Pastor Nate last week talked about restoration. Who knows that God is always restoring us. He's always bringing life and healing, you know, um, it's awesome. And so today I'm really believing that God is gonna bring life and perspective and some more healing. Because I believe any time that God brings up some pain from your past, it's not so that He can torture you, it's so that He can heal you. Because He loves you, He loves you. Um, who's got a friend who it always seems like they're doing super well? Like, you know the kind of people I'm talking about? Their Instagram feeds are like, <laughs> oh, we're on holidays again, and you know, blah, blah. And it's like, we're always traveling and look at our, look at our house. It's like, it's Pinterest worthy. Look at this, oh, whoa. And every time you look at them, you're like, hmm, just really wanna be happy for you. You know, like, like their baby sleeps through the night earlier than yours did. You know, uh, you know, like they have the perfect child. I'm looking at you, Josh and Emily Cameron, because your baby Emmett is perfect. And everyone else is like, oh, great, good for you. <laughs> good for you guys, you know. Uh, uh, you know, they love their job more than you. They love their life more than you. You know, they, they have this lovey-dovey marriage and you're like, <laughs> you know, when they leave, you're like, oh, they're oh, bye guys. I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth, you know. They've got more money than you. They've got less debt than you somehow. They get injured less than you. That's my beef. They're younger than you. It reminds me of that moment in Despicable Me when Gru goes to the bank to get another loan. He's like, it's okay, I'll just get another loan from the bank. They love me. And he goes to the bank and there's this huge, big, scary bank manager. And the bank manager looks at, looks at him and goes, oh, look, Gru, there are lots of other villains out there, younger than you, hungrier than you, younger than you. <laughs> You, you know the kind of people, that they, they, they kind of make you sick, but you kind of really want their life at the same time. You're like, kind of wish that, you know, I want to be happy for you, but I, I don't, I'm not, because my life doesn't look like that. But I really, really, really want to be as happy as you seem to look like on your Instagram feed at the same time. You know what? The longer that you focus on what you don't have, the more that disappointment will shape your life. Disappointment, I reckon, is that it, if we let it simmer, you just let the disappointment simmer on your life, eventually it kind of ekes into who you are. It's a bit like acid. Disappointment is a bit like acid on your skin. After It, it hurts for a while, but then it starts to get inside you and do, does some real damage. Eventually it, it wounds you. 
It affects how you live. It affects what you think about yourself. It affects how you see God, how you see yourself. Disappointment tells us God is holding out on me, but He's not holding out on them. Or maybe disappointment's telling you God's not actually good. Or maybe He's good to others, but He doesn't actually like me. Disappointment ever told you that before? I want to read a passage today out of, out of Colossians. So if you've got your Bible or your phone there, jump to Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to focus on verse 5, but I want to give us some context by reading from verse 3. So good to have you guys online with us today as well. How are we? Follow along. It's going to be awesome. Get ready. Here we go, Colossians 1, verse 3 to 5. And it says, We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we've heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all God's people. Verse 5, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you've already heard in the true message of the gospel. All right. I believe that God today wants to reveal some hope for you and I. Because we have this hope stored up for us in heaven, right? And from the place of revealing truth about heaven, I believe He's going to bring some healing to some of our disappointment wounds and help us to walk in some healthy expectancy. Who's keen? Yeah, I am. Holy Spirit, just come and bring life today. Come and bring perspective today. And God, I'm so excited by the healing and the processing that we're going to do as a result of what you're going to reveal and lead us into today, God. So, um, so speak, God. So minister, God, so move, God, and give us courage to surrender afresh today so that you can bring life in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, if you're writing notes, you've got to write this down, all right? Number one, write this down. Disappointment leads to shame, hurt, and disconnection. Oh! You're starting a bit, starting a bit harsh there, Darren. I asked for uh, Brené Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart, for my birthday. I asked for it like super late, like it was after my birthday. And my sister came through with the goods. It was so good. And in Atlas of the Heart, Brené Brown unpacks 87 different human emotions and experiences. Whoa! Yeah, it's a read. It's a read. Ah. Uh, and so I knew that I wanted to speak on disappointment today. So I went to the, to the chapter on disappointment and read. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty deep dive. She maps all these emotions and experiences. She says this about disappointment. Disappointment is unmet expectations. The more significant the expectations, the more significant the disappointment. I'm like, oh, I've read about expectations before. Oh, that's right. I wrote a book and a whole section of my book is about expectations. So good. You're welcome, Brené. Right. <laughs> but what we find is that we have expectations of everyone. We have highest expectations of our spouse. We have high expectations of, of each other, of our work colleagues. We, we have expectations of God. 
We, we, we say, God, this is what I expect of you. Brené goes on to say, when we develop expectations, we paint a picture in our head of how things are gonna be and how they're gonna look. Then she says, when the picture or the movie fails to play out in real life, we feel disappointed. And sometimes when that disappointment is severe or that disappointment is ongoing, it leads to hurt, disconnection. Then it can go further and lead us into discouragement or even defeat, where you're walking around believing that you are defeated before you even start the day. Wind back. And it's probably started with some disappointment. I have a long history of relationship with disappointment. We, we get disappointed in the expectation gap. The gap between what I expected was gonna happen and what actually happened. There's a gap here and I have the opportunity to be hurt or offended. And the gap is, is quite wide depending on how much we were expecting. And you'll find this in your marriage, you'll find this in your family, you'll find this with you and God, that the level that you expect of Him and the level that you feel like He delivered, now I've got all this opportunity to be offended, to be hurt, to be ticked off, to disconnect from God far out. He didn't deliver what I thought was gonna happen. And so there's two main things that really contribute to this, this ex expectation kind of gap. And the first one is comparison. And if you have a social media account that you use every now and then, it's nearly impossible for you not to compare your life with the, the Insta-worthy feed of everybody having better holidays than you, you know, living a better life than you, younger than you, right? It's almost impossible. We've created a, a culture of comparison where I'm continuously bombarded by images of other people's better life. The other thing is our hopes and dreams for the future. Things that we want for our lives. Things that I can feasibly see might become a reality in my own life. I set up my hopes, I set up my expectations and I'm like, all right, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be the case. I create a movie in my mind or pictures in my mind of, of what my life is gonna look like. And when, when we compare too much, we see that our current reality isn't, it doesn't look like the lifestyle of everybody else. What's going on? Hang on a minute, this is, no, 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 no. Hey, hey God, <laughs> you, you, you might've got my order wrong. <laughs> you know, when, you, when Maccas gets your order wrong and you're like, you know, some, some people just be like, oh no. Oh no, it's cool. I'll just, I'll just have this instead. Don't want to rock the boat. And then you got people who be like, "No way, I'm getting this fixed." You know, hey, you got my order wrong, right? Some of us are like, "God, you got my order wrong." <laughs> Maybe I ordered different knees. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know uh, that I, I ordered, I ordered uh, an easy marriage. <laughs> you know, that's like everything was smooth. You know, great things. I ordered. You know. We get disappointed. 
When we experience anything less than our hopes and dreams, we get disappointed. And that can be for any reason. You missed an opportunity. You didn't get that job. That person didn't marry you, right? You got sick or you got injured. We get disappointed. And too much disappointment, it disconnects us from God. It disconnects us from what God wants to do in us, what God wants to do through us. Sometimes it's just because I haven't learned to trust Him. Trust in God's bigger plan. Trust that maybe God knows what He's doing. But maybe He does love me and maybe He is working all things together for my good. Remember that one? Maybe I just haven't learned to trust His heart yet or His level of activity isn't acceptable yet in my eyes. Back to verse five, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for us in heaven. You know how much hope you have to have for faith and love to spring from that place? We're not talking little, little, you know, little tiny hope here. We're talking so much hope that now faith and my trust in God is springing out of this place of hope. My love for other people is springing out of this place of hope. That's not a tiny hope. That's a solid hope. And what the hope, the hope here is, the hope stored up for us in heaven. If you're writing notes, write this down. Number two, heaven offers us hope today. This is where I want you to strap in because I think that most Christians have a very poorly understood version of heaven going around in our heads. And we don't, we don't think about it. And uh, because we don't understand it, we don't, we don't think about it, we don't talk about it. We're like, nah, I don't really get it. It's gonna be great. I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be great. You know, most, most Christians think it's either gonna be some kind of combo somewhere in the realm of an eternal worship service, you know, where my arms are gonna get really, really tired uh, and the good place on Netflix. We think it's gonna be somewhere in this realm here. No, it's not gonna be like, like that. Yes, there's going to be great worship. Yes, there's going to be amazing things, but heaven is going to be so, so much more. And because we don't understand it, we haven't learned much about it. That's created a gap in our hope. We're missing out on a part of hope that, that is meant to enable us to spring faith and spring out love because we don't, we don't get the thing called heaven that much. And we've, we've seen the Netflix stories about it and read the, the books of people who've been there. And, but it's just a bit weird to us and so we don't talk about it because we don't get it. God's been speaking to me about heaven for about four years. I, I worked out how long it's been. And I've, uh, I've been on this great journey, but I haven't felt released to talk about it yet. Until about until January this year, and uh, I did the funeral of a friend of mine, and uh, 
I just felt like God saying to me, you need to start speaking about heaven now. And I'm like, I don't know if I really get it yet. I don't know if I've got it. And I, and I haven't got a full picture at all. I don't think that we can, but I feel like I'm on stage one of my revelation and I've finished stage one. And there's maybe a thousand stages, I don't know. But I've, I've had some good chats with some theologians like this awesome man down the front here, Andrew Yude, and I've been meditating on the Scriptures about it and I feel released to speak about it to you today. I wanna tell you what heaven's like because I want you to have the hope of heaven. So God, let me just, let me just quickly paint for you four quick things, right? Let me just mesh four quick principles into one for you, all right? You ready? You're not gonna have time to write this down. I'm going fast, all right? So God is making all things new, brand new, okay? That's pretty awesome. He's creating a new heaven and a new earth. He doesn't waste anything and He asks us to pray that heaven would come to earth, right? There you go, four things. Didn't get them down? That's all right. All right, so let me, let me unpack a little bit. God is making all things new. He doesn't waste things, Okay, He's making a new earth. He's gonna make earth brand new. Revelation 21 talks about the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven to earth. God is not gonna give you red bull wings and make you float around on clouds for all eternity. All right, think about it. If, if Jesus did a miracle and He fed the 5,000 uh, men and plus women and children and they picked up, what, 12 basketfuls of leftovers, leftover pieces of bread and leftover pieces of fish. That's not a great end of the day. I'm picking up pieces of fish and putting them in, never mind. God's not gonna waste what He's created. He's gonna renew what He's created so that you and I can enjoy what He's created with Him and each other for all eternity. I hope it's blowing your mind a little bit because it blew mine, right? So you and I, followers of Jesus all throughout history, followers of Jesus that are coming, we're all gonna get to enjoy this place, a fully new earth with Him for all eternity. You're like, hang on a minute, I thought we were going to heaven. Yeah, but that's why He's been asking you to pray that heaven will invade earth because that's His plan. Imagine me coming up to you and saying, I'm just gonna pick someone out of the crowd here. Caleb, imagine uh, I came up to Caleb and I said, hey Caleb, um, do you wanna go, do you wanna go to, to the, the Bay of Islands in, in New Zealand for like three months. You and me, man, come on, let's go. Like, we'll just like spend all this time over there. I went there like once, it's really, really amazing. And Caleb's like, three months? <laughs> that seems like a long time. Uh, let me just check my calendar. Yep, I got nothing on for the next few millennia. So uh, let's go, awesome, right? Like what, what led me to this was understanding the, the aches and the desires that God has placed in the human heart that are not gonna be fulfilled on this, in our time in this life. 
all right? You get like maybe 80, 90 years if things are going well, all right? But there are so many things that we desire, that we yearn for, that will never be fulfilled in this life. We ache for things like adventure, like to see the world, to travel, to explore. We ache for things like enjoying so much, like unlimited time with our friends, with our family. We yearn to, to make new friends. Maybe you introverts are like, can I just have like a little, a little, ma- a little mansion that's kind of in the outback? <laughs> and, and then I will travel to the worship parties and then I'm just gonna mosey on back. <laughs> Is that all right? I don't know, I don't know how that works. Like some of us, like we, we yearn to, to, to play, I don't know, sport together, to learn new things, to create, to dream, to paint, to, to understand, to make stuff. There are so many aches of the human heart, desires that are not gonna be fulfilled on this earth, on this time. My heart breaks for people with chronic pain. I I used to work with a guy who had so many surgeries on his back and he's not saved yet. But I just, I would think, imagine the dreams that are in his heart. He is living in a constant state of perpetual disappointment because everything he wanted to do in his life was cut short by injury and surgery. I was thinking, God, why did you place these desires in us if they were never gonna be fulfilled? God's like, well, you might have more time than you think. Like, I wanna wanna travel the world. I get jealous of all those people traveling all the time. I know we haven't been able to, but some people, like I got a friend in Athens right now, and I'm like, oh, good on you. <laughs> good on you. The moment that you could, you're out of there. I want to learn to play the guitar. I want to keep playing basketball for a long time. I want to make the best dumplings you've ever tried. Right? I want to I do dinner with friends that turns into a, like a three-week hangout. What if you had all the time in the world? Because you're going to. Heaven is an eternal Sabbath where we get to enjoy God enjoy each other and enjoy His creation without the limits of our fallen humanness. Because right now we live with two opposing things. We live with unlimited desire and lots of limitation, right? Unlimited desire, where's Pastor Simo, right? I'll see about Seinfeld the other day. He loves, he loves Seinfeld. And Seinfeld's like, well, you know, when you're, when you're young and your mum used to say, uh, you know, no, you can't have that before dinner because you'll ruin your appetite. And he's like, what are you talking about? I got like a million appetites like waiting in the wings over here. There's, I got, if I ruin this one, there's another one coming. It's all right. Right? We live in this place of unlimited desire. John Mark Comer in his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, talks about unlimited desires. You're never going to have the time to do everything that you want. That's the point. 
You live with limitation now, but later you won't. Well, I'm sure, I don't know if you can fly. Anyway, but right now we live with, with limited time, limited money, limited energy. We live with bodies that fail us, that get hurt, that get injured, that get old, that get frail. We live with, some of us are living with chronic pain. We live with sickness or disease. We have limited stuff, limited time. You only get 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for maybe 70, 80, 90 years. Heaven is a gift from God to us of His never ending presence and the time and the space to enjoy Him and each other forever in His creation. I love what C.S. Lewis wrote. He said, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. So the truth and the reality of heaven on earth is as our secured place brings us hope. Hope for today. Hope for every person with unrealised dreams and unlimited desire and a limit on our lives right now. Broken bodies, frail bodies, not enough time, not enough money. I've got not enough to do the things I want. You ever said that? Ever heard someone say that? I just wanna do this, but I don't have enough this. Heaven changes that. If you're writing notes, write this down. Number three, heaven is the perfect framework for disappointment. Heaven is the perfect framework for disappointment. Except that Christians don't talk about heaven anymore. Except that we don't, we don't talk about, anyone seen Encanto? You know, we don't talk about Bruno, right? Right? Except Bruno is the guy who was ostracised 10 years ago. He's the guy who can see into the future. And you just ostracised him. And if you haven't seen it, you're like, what is he talking about? Right, there's a candle. The candle made a house. The house is magical and it gives everyone in the family magic properties. Bruno's magic property was to see the future and he had a vision and was cast out of the family. And now Mirabelle, who does not have a gift for unknown reason, right? She, she can see that the family's falling apart and she discovers where Bruno is, brings Bruno back into the family and everything works out. The family is restored because the future seeing person is restored. Christians don't talk about heaven anymore and we're missing out on the future seeing element of our faith and we need to bring that back in to bring restoration so that I can frame my disappointment properly. Right? Faith and love spring from the hope stored up for me in heaven. This is my call to all believers, to everyone watching online. If you're watching this on YouTube in like 2028, this is my call to you. <laughs> to allow the truth of heaven to give you fresh perspective on now. 
whatever you're walking through, to start talking about heaven again. You know, I've started conversations, I've entered into conversations and brought the concept of heaven in so often lately. And I've discovered that we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about heaven anymore. And it's because we kind of don't get it. We kind of don't understand it. We're a bit confused about what it looks like and what it means. Start talking about heaven. Start thinking about heaven, Christian. Start thinking about heaven, believer. Start thinking about heaven, follower of Jesus. Start talking about it once again, because you and I, we cannot sacrifice the hope that we get from this truth of our future, like our future reality, just because we haven't talked about it or thought about it or understood it for a while. Heaven gives us the perfect framework to process our, our disappointment. We had friends uh, years ago who left our church and um, man, it was tough. Man, it was hard. I just felt so gutted when they told us the news. And uh, I remember Beck and I going away uh, for a weekend and uh, we're in Sydney and we're at a cafe talking about how we're gonna deal with this loss in, in our lives. And I just remember the Father saying to me, you're gonna have all the time in the world to spend with them. Don't worry if they've left your life for now because your friendship will continue in eternity. Like imagine the time that you get to spend with people who maybe have moved away or maybe they've passed away, but they trusted in Jesus. And when you get to heaven, you're gonna see a lot of people and you're not gonna be limited by time. You're not gonna be limited by frailness or by injury or sickness or chronic pain anymore. You're gonna have the opportunity to say, hey, Caleb, maybe not to Caleb, He's, dude's gonna get inundated when he gets to heaven. He'd be like, dude, I've been to the, I've been to the, the, the Bay of Islands 10 times already. <laughs> Let's hang out. Those of us who are struggling with a loss, a loss in our lives, a loss or a, 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 in, in our bodies, your, maybe the loss of a dream, maybe the loss of a loved one. The loss is temporary. Your earthly body is temporary. Your chronic pain is temporary. I know because I live with it every day. Your sickness is temporary. You will receive a new body in heaven, in the new age to come. It's all temporary. Heaven awaits you. Heaven is not temporary. Heaven will be eternal. Those of you struggling with the darkness that we are facing on planet Earth right now, the, the suffering that is going on in our world today, it is temporary. But what is not temporary is who you take to heaven with you. Those of us disappointed in God because He didn't come through with a healing or with a spouse, or with a child, or with a breakthrough in our finances, or we need to temper that disappointment with the truth of our future reality in heaven. 
you will find full healing and you will find complete fulfilment when your new feet touch heaven's soil. It is normal to ache for things that you can't have in this life. Your desires are not limited. God has set eternity in the hearts of men and women. We have this unlimited desire with a limited frame and a limited time. And it points us, like C.S. Lewis said, it points us to an age that is to come. We are already seated in heavenly places. And so anytime it doesn't work out, Anytime you are, you, you, you are, it doesn't work out the way you expected, the way that you wanted, the way that you thought, God, it was gonna, it was gonna work out. I want you to think about heaven and the hope that it brings into your now. Uh, I'll finish with this. I, I injured my back back in November. It was not a fun day. I was trying to teach one of my boys how to do this cool thing and it, it didn't pan out so well, let me say that. Uh, and the journey back to a normal, a normal life as a 45-year-old uh, is, is slow, especially when you have as many previous injuries as I've had. Uh, some chronic pain, lots of setbacks. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to play basketball again in this life, right? It, it might seem silly, I know, but... But that's, that's sad for me. I'm, I'm a bit sad about that. But the reality of all the time in the world, the reality of a new body that won't decay, that won't fade. I don't know if you can injure yourself in heaven. I'm probably gonna test that. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll put like, you know, like in Starship Troopers, how the guy gets, he breaks his arm and they put that thing on his arm and within like a day, he's completely healed. I don't know. But I think I'm gonna be playing basketball for millennia. The truth of heaven, it tempers my disappointment in the now. It gives me a framework to understand how the Father moves what the Father allows because the Father's not just thinking of now. The Father also knows what is coming. Don't let your disappointment fool you into thinking that the Father is no longer good because He's good. Always. And you and I, for all that is stored up for us and being prepared for us in our future, we're meant to walk now in that hope, no matter what our situation tells us. So God, we just thank You so much that no matter what, we can be people of hope. Even when things don't go to plan, when they didn't work out how we were expecting, we can still trust You. We can still process our disappointment with You in light of heaven. Trusting that You are good, 
that You're working things for our good and that You still have good things in store. You know, maybe you found yourself in this building today. uh, Maybe you found yourself watching this online and you don't actually have relationship with God right now. Maybe you did once and you you walked away from, from God, but God wants you to know that He loves you. So much so that Jesus came and died for you to pay for your punishment of your sin because God doesn't want anything between you and Him. He wants a relationship with you. And He's prepared to come to earth and die on a cross so that your sin could be paid for, your punishment could be paid for, and that there would be nothing between you and the Father. Thanks for making time to hear this message today. We encourage you to connect with us by heading to c3victory.org.au. 